Good morning and welcome back to a brand new episode of Motherhood on Mondays with me, your host, Jessica Alsum. Welcome back, guys. I hope you guys have been having a great fall season. I don't know about you, but fall is my favorite season. So I am loving seeing all the leaves change colors and just going to the pumpkin patch. It's been really fun to do all the fun fall things with my kids. And I am all all for it, minus the rain. So I hope you guys are enjoying your fall season. So last week we wrapped up our two-part series for moms. And it was the home mamas and the go mamas. And if you missed that series, go back and check it out because I offered some really encouraging and hope-filled advice for how God wants us to have healthy perspectives in motherhood, whether we struggle with just isolating at home or if we're the moms that seem to never be at home. I just offer a lot of encouragement for wherever you fall in that uh, area of motherhood. So this week we're going to be jumping into a new series though, a new series that made no sense though. We're jumping into a new series that I'm super excited about and this is going to be a couple part series and this is a series on homemaking and I want to share with you guys my journey to homemaking and what I've learned about it and just where God has led me and why there is a purpose and a reason to take on the heart of a homemaker in your life as a mom. I know there are a lot of moms that say, I don't identify with being a homemaker because I work or I just don't think that's me. I'm not great at home making my home into this lovely cozy place. But I truly feel like wherever you fall in the scope of being a mom, being a homemaker is something that has so much value to it. And I also just think biblically we can find a way to love being in our homes as moms, whether that is all the time as a stay-at-home mom, or even if you have a job. This can be for every woman, every wife, and even if you are single, homemaking is something that I think you can really pursue and work at getting better. So I wanted to share my story with you guys today as kind of part one, and then share with you guys the gift of giving your children a clean home. So I'm going to share with you guys just where my life has started and where I'm at and also just share with you a little bit of my history today about what I saw growing up. And I've shared this a little bit before, but since we're starting a new series, I want to share it again. So let's jump into it with prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for today and thank you that you are such a good and faithful God with meeting us where we are at in our walks. Lord, I just want to thank you for being faithful to me. I did not start out as a homemaker or even good at any of those things. And you have been so faithful to bless my obedience in this area. So I hope that as I share my story, that it would encourage other women to know that they can be a homemaker too. And they can find a way of enjoying their home, loving on the people in their homes, and building up their homes with their hands too. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, let's jump into it. Homemaking. That's like the big buzzword these days, and you see it everywhere. I'm a homemaker. I'm a homemaker. And you see these Instagram reels that show the, these really cute cottage houses with like vintage pictures and the waffle knit tea towels. And you just think, I could never live up to that standard of homemaking. You're like, I am already giving up because my house is not aesthetic. 
I'm not good at decorating and you just feel defeated. Well, I want to share with you today my story about homemaking and why homemaking can span across quite a large range of different personalities and styles and share with you my journey of why homemaking has become uh, a soft space in my heart and why it's so special to me. So my journey with homemaking was that I did not see homemaking as something that was modeled in my childhood, nor did I even know there was even a thing of like preparing your home, cleaning your home, stewarding your home, because that was not modeled for me growing up. I had no experience with homemaking. My parents had us do chores, but I did not grow up with a mothering figure that showed anything beyond motherhood being something to just survive and that you're basically just a victim to. So I didn't grow up with a lot of these skills being modeled or taught. And as I grew up as a child, I just constantly lived in a really messy house and I had a parent that really just kind of hoarded things they kind of grew i kind of grew up with this constant mentality because we grew up in poverty was that you know you buy things that are super cheap deals for the thrill um we always consigned things and but also just like there's this constant kind of hoarding of things because there was this like idea that you never knew when the other shoe would drop or like when you would need something. So my house growing up was very messy and we would constantly be cleaning, constantly be cleaning. And we would always just be trying to escape cleaning as kids because we're like, we're always cleaning and it's never getting clean. And so I grew up with that and it was really hard to ever develop friendships or have people over at my house because it was embarrassing to us as kids because even though that was like all we knew as kids, we knew that it was like kind of shameful in a way or like not good and we would go to our friends houses and our friends houses would be clean and so growing up it was really hard because we just felt like we could never have people over and so we didn't and we would always go to our friends houses and we maybe had one other friend that we would have we like had one group of friends that we would have over at our house and that was because they grew up in a similar situation of where their house was always dirty But growing up, it kind of just left us with this feeling of shame because it was always dirty and we had a lot of just kind of chaos in our lives. We were always kind of that family that was known to be like, you know, you just see that family and you know they probably have a rough go at life. And so when I was 18, I was kicked out of my house because per my parents' quote, I was being really disrespectful. That's a story for another time. Um, but I ended up moving out with my older sister when I was 18 and I fell out of going to church for a while, but I love this newfound freedom of having my own space, having my own apartment. And I worked pretty much 40 hours a week and I would pay for my apartment and then waste my money on other things as you do as an 18 year old that has found new freedom. And I definitely was a lot cleaner and I definitely knew I did not want to grow or like have an apartment that was messy, but I was still a messy personality. I definitely have more of a cluttered personality. I have to be disciplined in keeping my stuff clean. I naturally, my tendency is to allow kind of mess to happen. Um, So when I was 18, I kind of fell out of going to church and one of my friends dragged me back to church and she was like you need to be going to church 
And then another friend dragged me to a ministry event because she's like, we're, in, we're like college age. We need to be serving Christ. And so she dragged me to a church college event. And that is where I met my husband. So at 19, I met my husband. And that was a really big, like, not shock, but I had always been the teenager to never really, like, date. I wasn't boy crazy. And so all my sisters were very much thought I would not be the girl to get married. So I met my husband. My husband also has kind of a more lenient side when it comes to the cleaning and the homemaking. We dated for about two years and got married when we turned 21. And so my journey entering into being a wife and a homemaker in the sense of a wife was I came into marriage with very little homemaking skills, almost none. I didn't even come into homemaking with any cooking skills. I like had that short amount of time to like figure out how to cook while I was living on my own in my apartment from that time I was like 18 to like 20. But my skills weren't that great. I really didn't know how to cook much. I had no idea how to chop an onion. And I entered into being a wife with like zero homemaking skills. And, but I wanted to be good at it. And so I would clean our house. You know, I would do all the cute wifey things. And I slowly taught myself how to cook, how to follow a recipe. And I wasn't like necessarily like awful at cooking. I've always had a personality that's like, I can figure this out. I can do this. So I could cook and I'd make meals. But a lot of the times the salads were like bagged salads. And, you know, I it's kind of funny because I'll look back at my Facebook statuses from like 14 years ago. And, you know, maybe 11, year, 11 10 years ago now. And I used to take pictures of the food I used to make. And I kind of look back at those photos 10 years ago as a beginning wife. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, that is so embarrassing. Like, the plating is not great. But at the time, 10 years ago, I was so proud the fact that I was learning how to cook. And even though the photos are cheesy, I look back on them and say, wow, Lord, thank you for developing over 10 years more cooking skills. So all that to say, if you feel like you have absolutely no skills, skills in homemaking as far as cleaning as far as cooking and as far as like stewarding your home I want you to know that that was me that was me 100% I started at ground zero I had absolutely no model of what homemaking looked like I had absolutely no model for what cooking from scratch looked like my meals growing up were like TV dinners and my mom rarely cooked anything except for spaghetti from scratch so first of all if you are listening to this feeling really discouraged that is where I started out as well so please do not feel like you can you if you're saying I can't do that I was ground level one for what that looked like so starting out in my early marriage I really wanted to start trying these skills and so I did but I wasn't very good at it and I just told God like I want to become better at this fast forward to when my first son was born this was probably three to four years after me and my husband had been married I was doing the you know really cute early wife phase of trying to learn how to decorate her home and we didn't have too much stuff at that point so it's pretty easy to be organized but then we had my first son 
And with your first child comes all of these extra things for the new person that's in your life. Suddenly we had a lot of baby clothes, a lot of baby toys, and I was cooking for, you know, three people instead of just the two. And that changed how homemaking looked for me because I was definitely that mom that was so excited to have a child. And with that came with the mom personality of buying my son toys and I loved buying my son toys because my personality I love to give gifts that's like my love language is gift giving and so I had little to zero self-control when it came to getting my son toys and you know people would graciously give me advice on this and I kind of would just like uh like push it off because I'm like I'm having fun and my kids have all the cool toys and everyone loves to come over here and see all the cool toys my son has kind of just lived in denial for a while until I got to this point where I was like really overwhelmed with the amount of stuff my son constantly had and I was like this is not good and I came to this realization that you know my home was getting really really cluttered and during this time we had a second son we had been living in this smaller um, home and I kind of realized that as a mom I really needed to look at my perspectives in motherhood and in homemaking and I would realized that I'd kind of come to this crossroad in my life of where I needed to address some perspectives that I had had growing up about the, what was cleanliness and what what did that mean biblically of having what was a biblical definition of a clean home what was the benefit of that and also what what was walking out wisdom as a mom look like for my kids and it kind of came to this head of where i realized i had some perspectives that weren't the healthiest when it came to parenting my children but also not the most biblical perspectives i could have when it came to stewarding my home and so this all kind of came to a head and i realized that as a mom i really wanted to do a good job to be a biblical mom and raise my kids in a way of where they felt loved but also look at the bigger scope of what God's purpose was for me in motherhood. And so what that looked like for me was I kind of realized that I was not doing a good job in discerning what was coming into my home. And a verse that really convicted me of this in my life was Proverbs 14.1. And I share this verse all the time. I've shared it in so many podcasts. If you haven't heard me say it by now you know this this is kind of a verse motto of my life and that's uh the wisest of women builds her house but with folly with her own hands tears it down and this really made me realize that as a mom and as a homemaker i had really dropped the ball and i was letting things come into my life and into my home that was tearing my house down there was too much clutter there was too many toys And I had let, you know, TV and other things sneak into my home that really was tearing it down. And this was really convicting to me as a homemaker because as moms, I think sometimes we just get so lost in the day-to-day caretaking of our kids that we don't even realize that we as moms, we're supposed to be intentional and purposeful as moms in our lives. And sometimes we hand that over to just the chaos that can be 
our children needing us during the day. And so I really grabbed on to being intentional and purposeful as a mom and kind of, I didn't re- I hate to say reclaim power, but I stepped back into the purpose and intentionality that God wanted me to have as a mom in my home. And I started taking charge of making sure that I was being the biblical mom that God wanted me to be by being intentional and discerning and managing my home as a homemaker. And it was really convicting because I had failed at it for a really long time. And so what that looked like for me and my family was cutting out TV and hugely decluttering what was coming in the door of my home. And we got rid of a ton of stuff. And to be honest, my kids still have a lot of toys. You'd probably come over and be like, that's still a decent amount of toys for two kids. And I try to keep a really balance on it of where my kids have fun there's some toys we rotate but also when I go out I don't buy as many toys but it's not even the toys that I am intentional with it is with everything that is a home item that comes through the door of our home so now my perspective has changed and I've I've remembered why God has put me into my calling as a mom and I've actively taken that role in stewarding my home and thinking about the intention and purpose of every item that comes into my house. So what has changed for us? And this is the part of why I want to talk to you about why it is such a gift to give to your children a home that has a baseline level of cleanliness what that means and affects us spiritually as wives and as moms and why it is a blessing to practice cleanliness for your children and so as i started stewarding my house there was a lot of perspectives that had to change and one of those perspectives was not just letting my kids trash our home when they were playing and i don't mean like the normal amount of playing of like child that children have Ooh, sorry, I I mean truly like trashing it. And let's be honest, we've all had moments of where our kids have just absolutely trashed the house. But I have this baseline with my kids of how they're allowed to play. And they're allowed to play, they're allowed to pull things out, they're allowed to have fun. But there is a there is a line of where you can tell when your kids have too many toys. And here's my guideline of when you can kind of guess when your kids have too many toys. And to be honest, the line of too many toys is actually very small for kids. I don't know the exact number, but I remember doing research on this. And the number being like 12 toys or like something more than that was too many toys for your kids. Our kids actually have a way lower baseline of how many toys is overwhelming for them. And as moms, we kind of justify it. But there's this line of where your kids will have too many toys and it changes how they play. And here is, here is that line of where I've seen it happen again and again when kids have too many toys. Instead of playing creatively, what I've seen with kids that have too many toys is they will pull out all of the toys, play with them for like two minutes, move on to the next toy, rip them all out, 
spread them everywhere move on to the next toy move on to the next toy and they're not engaging with any one toy for more than maybe like a minute or two and it's because there's too many toys and it's overwhelming so they move on to the next thing move on to the next thing move on to the next thing because they have way too many toys and so it just creates this kind of chaos of pulling out all the toys and then getting bored really quickly and then moving on to the next thing and i've truly learned that in motherhood more toys is not a better thing it kind of honestly creates this discontent because they haven't been taught how to sit and play with one toy group for a long amount of time and i'm not an expert in this area so i know i'm not staying it perfectly so with my kids i had to get rid of toys until we got to this baseline of where they weren't just pulling out all the toys and then being done five minutes later. I got rid of and I got rid of and I got rid of until we got to this point of where my kids could play with a toy for a longer amount of time. They were being more creative with it and they weren't discontent. And I know that sounds so counterproductive to toys, but it truly is how it has worked with my kids and I see it with other people's kids too. More toys does not lead to more contentment it honestly leads to more mess, more chaos, more discontent with our kids. And so truly, if you feel like you have kids that just wreck your house, try getting rid of toys. And that's what I did with my kids. And that brought, brought them back to a level of where they weren't overwhelmed with their toys. They weren't overstimulated and they were more content with how their toys were. And they were also trashing my house less. So that's one thing that I changed with my kids was teaching my kids how we are going to steward our home and this is something that I didn't see growing up but for my kids what it means is this is not your house just for my kids this is our home so I had to change the perspective of like just being like I need to let my kids play I need to let them tear the house apart to this is our home that God has given us to steward and God has given me my home to discern and manage well and to not tear my home down means that I need to have intentionality with how we treat our home and so with that perspective that also means that I am teaching my children that perspective as well we do not um, treat our home poorly we do not destroy the walls we do not color on the walls and there are things that we do not do because that would be stewarding our homes poorly and i think a lot of the times as moms we don't think there is a lesson to be taught in teaching our kids how to clean but for my kids it does come down to this biblical view of god has given us our our home we are going to steward what he's given us well because when god gives us good and perfect gifts from above we don't want to be unwise with those things so there is a biblical message and lesson to be taught in how we are teaching our kids to steward our homes. And so as a homemaker, that is one of the things that I have taught our kids is firstly, we steward our home because it is a good gift that God has given to us. That also means we steward how many things are in our home. So we're going to get rid of things so that we could steward our home well. The other thing about that is the gift, the gift that it is to give our kids a clean home. And I know that it doesn't make sense, but my dad used to say this, a really annoying phrase to me as a teenager. And he was like, cleanliness is close to godliness. And I didn't understand because I'm like, our house is a wreck, dad. How could you say that? And he always wanted a clean house, but it was never clean. And as I became a mom, I realized that 
the level of cleanliness in my home often translated to where my spiritual walk with God was. If my walk with God is was it wasn't in a great place or if I wasn't in the word of God, that oftentimes translated to how my house looked cleanliness wise. When I was lazy with my walk with God, my house and the way my house looked also looked really lazy and unkept. And as silly as it sounds, I really do think it translated. When we're disciplined with our walk with God, we're disciplined with our home's look. And when we are not up keeping the cleanliness of our house with like, you know, the little things that are really basic, like sweeping the floors, with mopping, with doing the laundry, I bet you can probably also see where that correlates with your walk with Christ as well. And so for me, I have really made it this challenge of the two are connected in a way that is kind of hard to understand. But when you're undisciplined with your walk with God, that often translates to how you're seeing homemaking in your life and how you're seeing that value in cleaning and sanitizing your home. And don't get me wrong, my house gets dirty because we have chickens, we're outdoors in my house. Like the level of like sanitation with cleaning kind of kind of gets unraveled very fast if I'm not on top of it. But when I am on top of my relationship with Christ, my home also sees that change as well. And also just seeing now that my dad was right, that when I'm not practicing out the discipline of organization, my walk with God tends to kind of not be as disciplined as it is when I'm on top of it. So I think that when we look at our homes and look at how they're looking like throughout the week, of course they can get messy. Of course they need to be lived in because we live in them. We're making memories. But we also need to look at that correlation of Where is your walk with God and where is that discipline happening and how is that translating to your life? Because the two I feel like are very connected of where our hearts are and where our hearts position are with our walk with God often translates to where our homes are at. So it's a very good thing to look at those things and say, where's my walk with God and what is my house looking like? Because oftentimes those things are correlated and we wanna be disciplined and in making sure that our homes, you know, they can get messy, but what is our plan and what is our disciplined steps to make sure that we're staying on top of cleaning them? And the last thing that I want to share with you guys to just encourage you to view homemaking as a worthwhile thing is just how it affects our kids. Growing up, I saw firsthand what that did to me behaviorally as a child, having a very messy and dirty house. It was, it made having friends over very shameful. And you know, our homes are the front line for ministry. Our homes can be this ministry and this blessing. Our homes can be the front line of where ministry can stem from, or our homes can be a place that is not a refuge for our children. And I think a lot of times we don't think that the atmosphere or how our home feels matters, but it can be this amazing place of ministry, not only for your kids of where you're giving them this solid and secure place, but for me, my home was not that place. 
Our homes can be a refuge that our kids seek out or a place that our kids try to run away from. And for me, growing up, my home was a place I ran away from. It was not a safe place. It was not a refuge because it was constantly dirty. It was constantly disgusting and gross. And it was an embarrassing place that wasn't a place that I could seek to run away from the world. And with all that our kids are being thrown at in the world of where the world is trying to brainwash our children, it is so important that we view our homes in the right light and also view cleanliness in a biblical place of being this place that is a ministry, that is a place for our kids to seek out refuge. And when our kids are going out in the world, what are they seeing? Are they seeing our homes as this ministry, as this biblical refuge for them? Or is our homes a place for them to run away from? And so I know that having a clean house that is clean, that is maybe Instagram worthy, maybe that's not the level of cleanliness we should inspire to, but is our home tidy? Are they able to come home and relax and unwind? For me, home as a child was a tense, anxiety-filled place. And so while I'm not saying you have to have a perfectly clean home, Giving your child a neat and somewhat tidy home is such a huge gift that I hope I can encourage you to view as a value that is worth your time and worth your mental space. I know for us as moms, the cleanliness of our homes is the first thing to go because we're tired, but it is something that is so worthy at looking at as a worthy pursuit because it can be a ministry And something that I have realized is that even though my home isn't perfect, even though it's not perfectly clean, there are so many family members that love in my family that are sisters or brothers that love to come to my home because when they step in my door, they get to relax. They get to put their burdens down. And I can almost physically see when people step through the door of our home, it's not perfectly clean, but it's like they set this burden down. And I know as moms, we don't think about that being something for our kids. But my kids, my family members, my sisters, my brothers, they step through the door and they know that they are safe. They know that I'm not going to berate them with an attitude. They know that I am going to ask them questions because I genuinely care about them. I'm not going to, you know, tell them, well, you need to do better at this, this and this. But the house is clean. It smells nice. And it's not always perfectly clean. The floors aren't always perfectly dusted. My sister's coming over today and there's laundry on the couch, but I have cinnamon rolls made. You know, I'll make them food. I'll offer them a a cup of tea and their burdens just melt off. And I think that as moms, we don't think that the crayon markings on the wall matter. And honestly, sometimes the crayon marks on the walls are God's holiness and sanctification of walking out life with us so sometimes there are going to be crayon marks on the wall sometimes they're going to be dirty boots at the front door but you know just taking that two minutes to sweep or taking that lesson of teaching your kids god has given us this good and perfect gift we are going to steward it well and before you know it all those little things that the world says are stupid and not worthwhile Suddenly, when you switch your perspective, you see that in every little part of your home, every little part of homemaking 
is reflecting the glory of Christ. You're getting this really cool opportunity to reflect the glory of God through his purpose in you as a mom. You get to reflect the glory of God while you are cleaning your home. You get to reflect the glory of God in making those fun little treats like cookies and inviting people into your home. And your home isn't this drab, boring, cluttered, chaotic mess but your home is a place of God's glory that is being reflected to a world that is dark, that is often destroyed, that is often broken for people, but you're getting this opportunity to reflect the glory of Christ and show what the wholeness of the gospel can look like reflected through your home. And so that is really what my perspective has changed with my home is my home is an opportunity to reflect the glory of God. And it's not stupid to focus on cleaning. It's not stupid to steward it. But when my home is operating well, when I am disciplined in cleaning and giving my kids this gift of a home that is a ministry, my kids get to thrive. They get to lay their burdens down. They get to invite broken people into a home that don't get to experience Jesus outside of these four walls. And so if you're a mom and you're struggling with cleaning, I just want to offer you this perspective of look around. Maybe your dishes are full of just dirty dishes that have been sitting there for a while. I have been there. I came from the absolute zero ground of not understanding what homemaking is. And when I got to the heart of it, of this, of it being this ministry of reflecting the glory of Christ and giving people a place to come into my home and lay their burdens down, I've gotten to see so much healing happen within the walls of my home just because I put forth the 10 minutes to clean it. And so if you are someone that struggles with homemaking, I hope that me sharing my heart from it can really encourage you that all you need to do is go to God and say, God, I don't know what this looks like. I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to clean. Because guess what? That was my prayer. God, I don't know how to cook. I don't know what, how to clean. I don't know why this matters. And God started showing me why we keep our home, why it is worthy to clean it and sanitize things and how my home can be a reflection of God's glory. So don't view your home as a burden, but view it as a ministry opportunity and a way that you can reflect Christ's glory and how as a mom, when you exercise discernment, you're giving your kids this beautiful gift, one that I did not grow up with, but one that I am imparting to my kids that is such a beautiful gift that now my kids get to use it as their ministry as well because they love their home. They love being in their home. They love spending time in their home. And now they're inviting their friends into my home where they get to see Jesus and the glory of Christ and say, there is hope. There is hope for my story. And, you know, it makes me want to cry because I didn't get to see that growing up. But now I get to impart that. So please, I hope that if I can implore you of anything, homemaking is worth your time. And it is a reflection of the glory of God. And so that is my story. That is all how my perspectives have changed and why I went from having absolutely no skills to saying that prayer to God and God faithfully walking out transformation and refinement in my life and why I now, you know, love homemaking. 
So that's today's podcast, part one of homemaking, why, you know, my story, why I came from ground zero and why God transformed my perspectives of my home and toys and what comes in my home and also why it is such a good gift that you can give your kids that is worthwhile. So I'm going to pray for us before we go and just encourage us to start out our weeks with a positive perspective that is biblical. Dear God, thank you so much that homemaking is way more than just a fashion trend. Thank you that homemaking really can be brought back to the Bible in ways that are so many more than we may have thought before this podcast that it's an opportunity to disciple and train our kids and it's a ministry opportunity that we get to show the world a glimpse of the glory of God that people don't get to see outside of our four walls all the time so help us to shift perspectives that maybe we didn't have beforehand and help us to strive to be moms that learn better homemaking skills, that discern what needs to leave our homes so that we don't tear them down, and just little steps that we can take to just make improvements in our lives and to remember that we don't need to strive for perfection, but just making those little steps to make those changes in our lives for our families to bring us closer to the gospel and closer to you, Lord. And in Jesus' name, amen. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And next week, we're going to dive into part two of homemaking and we're going to be talking about cooking. So if you struggle with cooking, get ready for another great story because let me tell you, I have some. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.